0: I'm always
1: pleased to talk with uh, John Morris and the Associated Builders and Contractors, Ohio chapter. You can find them online at abcofohio.org. John Morris, welcome back to the program, my friend.
2: Good morning, Mr. Thomas. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing well. Um, I, I just, I'm just, i just wondering about the uh, Associated Builders and Contractors, how, how you guys are doing. I recognize that um, part of what you do is construction. That would include home construction, and there seems to be a bit of a housing shortage in this country. I imagine that there there are a lot of construction projects out there in need of workers to perform them.
2: <laughs> it, it's an all time high in terms of opportunities for careers in the construction industry. You know, I've been knocking on your door and and other uh, radio programs, just kind of shouting out there, "Hey, the time for a career in the trades has never been better, and it just keeps getting bigger and better." Because Right now, just we're retiring three journey people for every new apprentice. we oh sign my. Up. So it is, it is, uh, it's, it's not a career that you can just, it's a career that anybody can walk into with any level of skill or no experience necessary because you learn while you're doing it but it's not one that you can immediately replace. I can't just snap my fingers and create an electrician. You gotta work next to a journeyman for three or four years to learn the trade. It is it is how the system has always worked. So if we don't get an influx of bodies coming in here from anywhere in this great nation uh, or this grand planet uh, to work next to these experienced individuals, we're gonna to continue to see uh, these massive backlogs. And you know, if you wanna get a house built, um, we would love to sell you one, but you're going to wait two years before we right. ever get it finished. And if you're going to want a commercial industrial project done, you're going to wait nine months to a year uh, before you can get that done. And that just, no, the politicians just put all these barriers into place to make it impossible to build homes at a, at a reasonable rate. They put in all of these requirements uh, and regulations at the, at the federal state local levels that make it hard to to build Businesses and that just is another way to crush the economy because you know, a big entrepreneur comes out there and they got a great idea and they want to build a factory to put out this new product that's going to make our lives better and more efficient it takes a year to get that thing built it it just shouldn't take that long and it's it's all a manifestation of of bad policy at, at every level uh, and in and un, in every way imaginable so what we're doing at Associated Builders and Contractors is unfortunately burning up our printers and and uh, and frying our servers, sending off letters to anybody who will listen, uh, just pointing out all of the quite honestly, idiocy that's being promoted in these policies. It's just crazy,
1: well, the demand for the contractors is there. The demand for the housing is there. One might imagine that if you could you had a sufficient supply of workers to deal with these projects, it could be, I mean, the economy would just blow up and it would solve the housing problem. I mean, just looking at the housing problem. But, I mean, what ABC of Ohio does is, is broader than just building houses, as you point out. It's it's building. It's big. It's huge construction projects. It's anything that has to do with electrical or plumbing or construction or even, like, CNC machine and things like that. It's it's a broad uh, across the board uh, 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 career opportunity uh, thing here, and you you, you just pointed out six hundred fifty thousand additional workers just in the construction industry. If they were all there, what would the economy look like, John?
2: It would be tremendous. I mean, it, we would you know you talk about the economy on steroids back in you know when when the internet was taking off in the early two thousands and and the manufacturing booms of, of our past. Right now, we're in a transitional period. We've got uh, new technologies coming on board. We've got capacity constraints and things like you know computer chips. But the reality is, is none none of that stuff can be built if the construction industry doesn't get the you know the shackles taken off and allow itself to grow. And we've got a, a demographic problem, you know, across the entire world in that there's a much smaller generation coming into the workforce. The baby boomers are retiring. There's 80 million of them. There's only 45 million of what we call these Gen Z young people coming out and coming into the workforce. So we've got a two to one demographic problem. And I've heard some economists out there saying, well, there's just no solution to that. Well, there is a solution to that because we've got people on an international level who would love to come work in the United States. uh, And we could bring in electricians from South America where you you look at Brazil, their economy is just falling apart and their governments are, believe it or not, more corrupt than ours. Um, and you've got African nations that have got experienced carpenters and tradespeople. If we had any sort of common sense on an immigration policy – because young people today have got a million choices. When they come out of school, okay, I'm going to go to college. The colleges are begging for me. I can go to trade school. I can become an electrician. They're begging for me. I can go into manufacturing. They're begging for me. Hotels, retail, uh, health care. Everybody, so you've got unlimited choices as a young person, unlike you know when you and I came out of school, we took the first job we could get yeah. because there was just wasn't the demand out there. Now, oh well, you're not giving me uh, three days off and work from home and starting me at sixty thousand dollars with full benefits day one and a two thousand dollars signing bonus. I think I'll take another offer. It's an incredible time for for young people. I look at my sixteen-year-old and I said, oh, if if only uh, I could go back in time. But we've got to figure out a way to get skilled workers today when we need them and you know these h uh, to b visa programs should be made available for construction firms uh, for the, agricultural firms
1: well i and, and i hear that and, and it sounds Kind of a strange concept to be advocating for bringing in foreign workers to fill jobs that I guess American young people won't do or aren't willing to get trained to do. While we have literally millions of illegal immigrants flowing across the southern border who are not eligible for employment uh, because they, of course, are here illegally and they're not eligible for a green card because they didn't follow like the H2B visa route and they didn't follow the normal. Uh, route to citizenship, which I know is a long, long protracted process, and that may be one of the fundamental problems with it. Um, how do you address that sort of seemingly polar opposite view of things? Well, hell, we got more illegal immigrants or immigrants in this country that we can shake a stick at, and yet you want to bring in 35,000 additional supplementary temporary work visas under, H, uh, under H-2B.
2: Yeah, well, if you look at the H2B program, it is a way to to try to legally bring people in who have a skill set as specifically designed as Americans cannot fill that position. So the program has always had a very strict policy that if we want to legally bring in uh, an international, an immigrant to do a job, we have to prove that there's not an American ready, willing, and able to do that job. The reality is, is it's a, it's been politicized. It's it's been fixed and rigged for certain companies for so many years that you know the basic company. If I'm running an electrical outfit and I'd like to bring in three electricians to supplement a project for nine months, well, I can't create them r- overnight with Americans. I need three or four years to train them. But if I've got three readily trained and experienced individuals that I could bring in from Brazil, Mexico, uh, South America, South Africa, China, whoever. Um, I'm not allowed to do that because the program doesn't let me, um, it, it's, it's, it's just corrupt on so many different levels. And now the, the, uh, Biden administration is putting a new rule on it. that yeah. just makes it impossible. It's the, it's the, just, it's 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 the just,
1: extra it's, layer of corruption that we haven't gotten to yet. And that's the new requirement for employers who want to utilize H2B visas. Uh, the union must be contacted. What, what in the hell is going on here? John Morris. Well, this is a government program,
2: so you think, okay, well, I have to deal with some government agency, and we know how inefficient they are, and it may take forever to get processed, but now the government has just just taken out. They stepped away, and they said, well, in addition to all of our bureaucracy, you have to go work with your local chapter the AFL-CIO and ask them for help before you apply or as part of this. So if I'm a local manufacturer or construction firm, and I decide I'm going to try to go through this again, idiotic, too-long, doesn't-work system to apply for an H-2B visa, part of my application has to include a sign-off by a private entity, a non-government entity, the AFL-CIO representing trades unions. I have to go to them and say, hey, guys, will you be nice enough to write me a letter that verifies that I can't find people in this area? It's essentially another way in which the Biden administration is trying to unionize every level of worker across the nation. And they're saying, oh, you're a construction firm, you're a manufacturing firm. Well, go let the ACL uh, IOU go find workers for you, which means let them organize you. Let them turn you into a union shop and promise you workers that they don't have either. Um, Because you look at the Intel project that's happening, we're going to need about 7,000 new construction workers just for that project. Wow. There aren't 7,000 union workers in the state of Ohio that are available for that job. Um, there aren't 7,000 workers in Ohio for that job. So where are they going to come from? Well, let's just say, again, we want to get those computer chips built faster. We want to reach out and bring in a crew of individuals from you know, South Africa or, or India. We can't do that unless we call the ACIOU and say, hey, oh, you got any union workers that would want to do this job? And, of course, they're always going to say yes, and then they're going to try to organize your company. And and so well, all of these, we're just going to walk away from this program.
1: Well, and part of that component is the, the real honest answer from the AFL-CIO is, no, we don't have the workers. You just pointed out, John, that there aren't that many workers to handle the one Intel projects. And that includes union workers, right? I mean, the, they could say we've got them, but then you say, okay, I need 15 drywall guys at this construction project for this building we're putting up on what, what the response would be, well, we'll get on that, but it's going to be a year down the road. I mean, uh, yeah, we've got them, but it's going to take forever to get them.
2: Well, the game they're going to play there, Brian, is they're going to rob Peter to pay Paul. They're going to, they're going to stiff one of their existing customers. They're going to pull them off an existing project to send them over there. To temporarily look like they're fulfilling the need, and then they're going to slowly filter that number. So if you say I need 15 tomorrow, oh they'll send you 15, and then the next week it'll be 10, and then the next week it'll be five, and then mm. they'll say, oh we're busy, it'll it'll take another month. And so the what the the new requirement of the Biden administration is, if you want to apply for this H-2B temporary uh, worker program, you have to go to the AFL-CIO and say, hey can you help me? And they will always say yes because and and the They're just not going to write a letter that says, no, we have no capability of helping you. We have no capability of of providing an American worker for this because the reality is, is those unions are benefiting from this worker shortage. They live in a world where they want to control and reduce the supply of workers because it gives them a longer period of time, whether they're efficient or not. Again, they'll, they'll send me 15 people. Those 15 people might be, you know, bad carpenters. Well, if I'm, a, a, if I'm forced to use a union uh, employee, I have no say over who gets sent to the job. I don't control the workforce. They don't work for me. They work for the union. And if I say this guy's not, any, not very productive, I don't have a choice there. They'll just say, okay, well, then he won't work for you, but we don't have a replacement for him, so live with less. Um, it, it's a broken system. The AFL-CIO and, and organizing is not the answer to our labor shortage. And again, I'm not anti-union. If anybody wants to join a union, let them join a union. But 87% of the construction industry has voluntarily chosen not to belong to a labor union. And that's the other silly part about this is this rule written by the Biden administration says when a job is traditionally or customarily unionized, you have to use this AFL-CIO program. Well, how did they determine that construction answered that question? 87% of workers are non-union. I don't I don't understand what the threshold is, but I think if 87% are non-union, then the union is not then construction is not traditionally unionized.
1: And obviously, the employee or the employees, the 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 folks building the houses, uh, have rejected the union because maybe they feel it's not benefiting them at all, and that's going to just take money out of their paycheck for something they're not going to get anything in return for. Hmm. let's pause, John. Hang on because we'll have a couple minutes coming back. I wanted you to put in a plug for the Associated Builders and Contractors just to remind my listeners that have younger people out there or who might be 823-55 a- Care City Talk Station. Happy Monday. Brian Thomas with John Morris from the Associated Builders and Contractors in Ohio. It's abcofohio.org. Uh workforce development is one of the things ABC does, calling themselves a leader in registered apprenticeship and craft training have been doing this for more than 20 construction trades, and that's what I wanted to dive on into, John, because you always point out there's lots of jobs, and they aren't just jobs. They're careers just waiting to be filled, and you can earn while you learn. Right, John? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the trade, skilled trades, and and again, you, there are no
2: jobs in the construction industry. There are only careers. We're only looking for indiv- – we don't want to just hire somebody for a couple of months and, and let them go as a temporary worker. That's not how our industry has worked for 50 years. We're looking for individuals who want a full, rewarding, exciting career. Believe it or not, Brian, they survey workers in, in all different classes and all different uh, industries every year, and they service they, – they, they ask manufacturing, and they work retail, and they ask healthcare, and they ask construction workers – are you happy with your work? Yeah. And for 10 consecutive years, construction workers are rated the happiest of all workers.
1: They got something to <laughs> show workers. for it. They got. I've talked to guys yeah. who help build buildings. You know, you want these old timers. You know what? Back in the 60s, I helped build that. I was hanging squares for the frame on that skyscraper. And it's a sense of pride. Every time you walk by something that you built, you got to like, man, it's a sense of accomplishment.
2: Construction workers annoy their friends and relatives all the time because they drive down the street and they say, I built that, I built that, I built that, I was in there, I was in there. And they, they, they are the reason for this town. They are the happiest workers because at the end of every single day, they say, I built that. That feeling of satisfaction is just so real. And it's not back-breaking labor like you see in the movies from the 30s, by God. it is a, It is a career where we use technology. of our apprentices are using laptops. We're using virtual reality simulators so that you can learn in a completely controlled, safe environment. And because of this awesome computer technology, I can simulate, you know, whether you're applying the right pressure on a trowel on a simulated wall. I can simulate, you know, the the making of a connection and if you're uh, using the right wrench and you're putting it and setting it to the right torque level. It's just incredible how far and how fast we've added technology in. And so the Associated Builders and Contractors Apprenticeship Program is currently graduating. 90% of its apprentices are become journey people. They start, they work, they learn on the job, the employer pays the bill. And so our model is very simple. You go to yourfuturecareer.org, which is a lot easier than an ABC website you've been talking about, yourfuturecareer.org. You fill out an application. I might be interested in a career in construction. We then... We'll do an interview process to find out, okay, what does that mean? Are you a carpenter? Are you an electrician? Are you an HVAC? Do you want to be a plumber? Do you want to be an iron worker? There's so many different opportunities for people of all different shapes and sizes and all genders and all sexual orientations. We don't care about any of that. We just want to know what career you're interested in. <laughs> then we connect you with an employer. They pay for your training. You learn while you're you learn the craft while you're working. The, the starting pay is the same as everybody these days, you know, 13, 14, 15, $20 an hour, whatever it is, we'll find you a good wage to get started. And then three, four years from now, you're a journeyman. You decide who you want to work for. You know, you decide, yeah. do I want to join union or not? Do I want to start my own company or not? Do I want to work commercial? Do I want to work residential? Do I would just want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year building backyard barbecues? I mean, <laughs> I can't, I've got some masons out there and I'm like, Hey, what happened to your masonry company? He said I couldn't find any people to work for me. I got tired of chasing you know million dollar jobs, so now I just clear one hundred and fifty thousand dollars building backyard barbecues for <laughs> big wigs like Joe Stricker
1: not bad deal man I liked, I always like talking to you because I, I just there's there's got to be somebody out there going damn that sounds like that's for me and you find somebody else who can fill a job what a great opportunity yourfuturecareer.org young people people in their middle ages want to change careers they'll tell you whether or not you're qualified and I guarantee you probably are John thank you so much for what you do uh, again uh, abcofohio.org or yourfuturecareer.org until we talk again John thanks for what you do and uh, best of health to you and your loved ones.
0: Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right.